outstanding ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. And this is directed to you, World Wrestling Federation champ Hulk Hogan. And you listen very carefully with those big dumb ears, because the real world champion has something to say. It goes like this. Right now, tonight, I'm in your very own backyard. I've traveled the world over. Calling your name, Hogan. Right now, national television, listen up. Because, big man, you can run, but you can't hide. Because everywhere you go from this moment forth, they're going to say to you, when are you going to wrestle Flair? When are you going to hulk up and get in Flair's face? When are you going to shut him up? Well, Hogan, I'm waiting and I'm becoming very impatient. I'm the greatest wrestler alive today. The real world heavyweight wrestling champion. You don't like that, Hogan? Do something about it. And meanwhile, what are you gonna do, Hulk Hogan, when Ric Flair runs wild on you? Woo! Nothing. <laughs> I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta take a stand. No, I can't let it slide. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your Welcome back, fans, to the show that takes you back in time as we relive all things retro in wrestling. This is the Beyond the Bell podcast via the SNS Radio Network. I'm your host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, back with you, fans, as we relive all things nostalgia and old school in the world of sports entertainment. This week... The Hulkamania Chronicles continues on Beyond the Bell. We left off with Hulkamania in a transition mode as the Ultimate Warrior came and went. We saw Sid Justice emerge onto the scene. And Hulkamania was about to receive its biggest test thus far in the World Wrestling Federation. That test, can you say dream match? This week, we look at the Hulkamania Chronicles opening up this chapter to flair and scandal. Buckle up, fans. It's go time. You know me and Gene, my timing's been perfect. My career has been right on schedule. On the personal level, I've had peace of mind. I'm happy with myself and my family. But there was one piece of the puzzle missing to my wrestling world, and that was getting that WWF title back. It was mine all along. 
I just slipped a few places. I wanted it back. The people knew it was mine. That's why WrestleMania was so important to get that belt. Now, Hulkster, what about Ric Flair claiming that he's the real world's champion? Well, it's just another dark cloud, Mean Gene, until we get a chance to prove a point. Um, I have to acknowledge Ric Flair. He signed with the WWF. He's running around bragging to be the greatest wrestler of all times, the real world's champion. And uh, just the other day on the WWF Superstars, he was holding his belt with his new manager, Bobby Heenan, claiming to be the real world's champion. Now, let's talk about Hulk Hogan. You never called back. You never had the guts to jump back at Ric Flair. So now, Hogan, it goes like this. The greatest mind in this sport made the phone call. And I said, Rain, if you've got the money, honey, I got the time. So here we are. We're outside. Can you hear me knocking, Hogan? It's Ric Flair, the real world heavyweight champion, the greatest wrestler alive today. You know, Ric Flair, to beat Hulk Hogan, brother, you've got to beat the real world's champion, the WWF champion, the greatest wrestler that ever was, ever is, or ever will be. And to beat me in the center of the ring, Ric Flair, you have to personally take my happiness, my family, and everything they believe in away from me. I don't think you can do that, Ric Flair. The Hulkamaniacs are waiting for you, brother. During the fall of 1991, the WWF signed the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. He was signed to a contract after negotiations with WCW had failed. Flair appeared on television with the gold belt from WCW, claiming that he was the real world's champion. For six years, fans petitioned for Hogan and Flair to tackle and take on one another for the world title unification match to determine the top man in all of American wrestling. It never happened. The two had never met inside the squared circle. But with Flair's arrival, the chances of such a dream match had a possibility and likelihood of actually happening now. The chances have increased dramatically. The dream match could take place. Flair Hogan. An Undertaker and Paul Bearer, I'll give you your due, man. This is the gravest challenge Hulk Hogan and all my maniacs have ever had to face. But you're not dealing with a mere mortal man, and you know that. You're dealing with the immortality, the new generation, the light, the love of the big brother and all my little holsters. And when I think about you changing the destiny, the fate of all my little Hulkamaniacs, I picture a toddler in diapers. I picture a first grader with his lunchbox, his pad, and his pencil. Six feet under in a hole with you and Paul Bear laughing as you throw the dirt into their grave. It's not gonna happen, Undertaker. Hulk Hogan stands for the truth, the light, and how do you cross on through to the other side? Don't put on the coffee, 
We're not staying long. We're just gonna put the light of Hulkamania on you and then bury you six feet under. What you're gonna do when my maniacs close the coffin on you? The National Wrestling Alliance stripped Flair of recognition as world champion in September, around the time of the signing. Flair retained a grip on the belt, though. It seemed only fitting that the match would go off at the next pay-per-view, of course. Instead, Hogan dropped the WWF Championship to The Undertaker at the Survivor Series on November 27th. brother. You know, I know what you're all about. I've seen the body bags. I've seen the victims you've either scared off or put in the darkness of that casket, brother. I've seen all the tricks that Paul Bear has on the outside of the ring with that mortuary look on his face. Well, let me tell you something, brother. When I won the title in 1984, I said I fear no man, beast, or evil, brother. And now it's my chance to prove that Hulkamania is the truth. That you believe in immortality that's been promised to us, man, with the train of the prayers and the vitamins. We're unbeatable. So what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan digs a six-feet hole just for you, Undertaker? Hulk Hogan, your gravest challenge is drawing near. Oh, yes, the Survivor Series. The WWF Championship on the line against my Undertaker. What are you going to do, Hulk Hogan? What are you going to do when they come for you? When the horse backs up to the back door of the arena and they wheel you out? <laughs> 
Gentlemen, this man, the Undertaker, absolutely frightening. Undoubtedly, this will be the gravest challenge ever for the immortal Hulk Hogan. Thank you, Gene. I have caught up to Ric Flair, the locker room. I want to know, the world wants to know, what business you had Hold at ringside right during Mooney. this... Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, Hulkamania finally had to bust, and all the Hulkamaniacs throughout the world. You cry them millions of tears. You cry millions of gallons of water away, because it will not bring back Hulkamania. Huh, champ? You are the real world champion, without a doubt. What did you think? What's gonna happen? When I arrived here, I told Hogan face to face. He was short-lived. And by God, he is. Little babies out there now, tears in their eyes. Mothers looking at their fathers, wondering what's next. Well, I'll tell you, all these years, you believed in Hogan, you may have said your prayers, you may have taken their vitamins, you may have gone to the end of the earth with them, but now it's all over. There's one, just one world's heavyweight champion, and you got to know it's me! What could be oh, more perfect than that, champ? They Kirk. said Hulk Hogan was immortal. Is he immortal now? Immortal! Immortal! He's on his way to the hospital because the Undertaker picked him up in the tombstone yeah. and boom! It's all over! No more Hollywood! No more limousines! No more little kids running wild! And Jack Tunney, this goes to you. Put that video distortion on the belt of the real world champion, and everybody starts paying the prices. In closing, let me say this. The WWF Championship belt now is in the coffin <laughs> of Hulk Amania. Let's go, champion! The Undertaker did receive help from Flair in the win, though. WWF President Jack Tunney scheduled another pay-per-view entitled Tuesday in Texas to settle the controversy on December 3rd. Hogan pinned The Undertaker and captured his fourth WWF championship. More problems forced officials to strip Hogan of the title and declared the championship now vacant. In late 1991, talk of steroids was very prevalent with Hogan's name being casually tossed into the wind. He appeared on several national television talk shows in protests speaking out against the rumors. Professional wrestlers have been slammed for many things over the years, with one of the most prominent accusations being that a number of them use steroids to enhance their bodies and build up their muscles beyond normal limits. The latest to be accused has been Hulk Hogan in a trial over a doctor's distribution of steroids. A promise that the World Wrestling Federation will be the standard bearer for drug-free sports and entertainment.
Today, Vince McMahon, head of the World Wrestling Federation, held a press conference announcing that the Federation will be enacting a drug testing policy that will include testing for steroids. I don't foresee it as a great problem now in the WWF, but nonetheless, we're going to find out very, very shortly with the new drug testing policies and procedures instituted. McMahon wouldn't admit that steroid use was widespread in the industry, and he said that Hulk Hogan's career won't be adversely affected by the test. This will do nothing but further enhance his career because, in fact, Hulk Hogan will be subjected to the test just like everybody else. And when you see Hulk Hogan, you're going to know positively, notwithstanding the fact that you can believe in him, but you can believe in the WWF and the new testing uh, policies and procedures. In the past, superstar Billy Graham, a famous wrestler in the 70s, has claimed that 90% of professional wrestlers use steroids. He says his own health was destroyed by the use of the drugs. He had a hip removed and had several operations on his ankles because of bone degeneration. Former football star Lyle Alzado has also admitted to steroid use, and he thinks it's the cause of the cancer he is now suffering from. I use the growth hormone, uh, which is a steroid, and uh, I almost died. He, too, thinks that steroid use is widespread in sports and wrestling. On the Arsenio Hall Show, he stated how much he thought steroid use spread through professional football. So I'm saying 75%. How about other sports? I think every, every athlete, and, well, I shouldn't say every athlete, a lot of athletes around the world use. Lyle Alzado is now hospitalized, undergoing treatment for brain cancer. The Globe, a tabloid newspaper, published a story last May alleging that he had sexual relations with several male bodybuilders. Yesterday, Alzado's attorneys filed a $20 million libel suit against that tabloid. Other former wrestlers, doctors, and promoters were caught up in the middle of the controversy as well. Flair came into the World Wrestling Federation, dubbing himself the real world's champion. He actually had a true grip on the actual world title used in the NWA slash WCW. Now this all would come about where Flair would have to give back the title due to a lawsuit, but Flair at the time claimed he still had his deposit out for the championship. He was leaving with the title. He was more so even pissed, even more pissed off at WCW and its higher-ups, therefore believing, this is my way to get back at them, I'm taking their title with me. This led to vignettes being promoted by Bobby the Brain Heenan when he actually held the World Championship in his hands. The WCW title being seen on WWF television? That was unheard of at the time. This was the first ever presence of the World Heavyweight Championship seen on World Wrestling Federation television. History was in the making. Would we finally see the dream match? It all looked nothing less than being certain. WrestleMania, perhaps? The best foreground? The best battleground for this matchup? Hogan, during this time of controversy in late 1991 decided to leave the United States behind, getting away from it all. Hogan returned to Tokyo and won a huge match at the Tokyo Dome on December 12th. It was a huge victory, sending him into 1992 with many believing he'd regain the WWF title at the Royal Rumble. In several cities, Hogan wrestled Flair on house shows. This was a test, more so a test of the waters, to see how the Flair-Hogan feud would do. On January 6th of 1992, Hogan beat Flair by countout in Miami. Come on, dummy. I don't have all day. I'm a busy man. Right here is the dressing room of the WWF champion Hulk Hogan. And I'm going to embarrass him. I'm going to show you what kind of a man he is. Hogan, open the door. I'm a busy man. 
Wait till you see this. <clears throat> On behalf of the real world champion, Ric Flair, I would like to challenge you, Hogan, at any time, any place. Who do you think you're embarrassing? You hear me? You wouldn't do that if Ric Flair was standing here. You hear? You hear me? Turn that camera off. Turn that damn thing off. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the first where he's that slammed in his face. That's why he ain't married. The brain obviously not getting through to the hoaxer. But I... The World Wrestling Federation Championship was scheduled to go to the winner of the highly anticipated Rumble on January 19th in Albany, New York. Hogan was edged out of the match by Sid Vicious during the final seconds of the contest. From the floor, he reached up and grabbed the arm of his conqueror, Sid Justice. Ric Flair, the only other man still alive in the match, went behind Justice and tossed him out. Flair went from being one of the first combatants inside the squared circle to becoming World Wrestling Federation Champion. All right, by virtue of winning the Royal Rumble, we have a brand new World Wrestling Federation champion as the press watches on. At this time, to present the title belt to the new champion, our president, the distinguished Jack Tunney. Congratulations, Ric Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Federation. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt, to proclaim me the real world champion, I'm going to tell you all... With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the WWF. You rule the world. Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect. Guys, the brain. Woo! 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 Let's give a big one. Woo! Woo! You I was never so impressed with anything I've ever seen in all my life. He went out there for over 60 minutes, never took a back step, took it to Hogan, took it to The Undertaker, took it to whoever got in that ring. That's why he is, hey, Bobby called now, the real world's heavyweight champion. We're not the kind of guys to say, we told you so, but we told you so. <laughs> okay, very good. Rick Flair, you have made world... Put that cigarette out. You have made World Wrestling Federation history here tonight. It's the greatest moment of my life. I want to jump. I want to party. But I got to tell you like this. For the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's and the Pipers and the Sids. Now it's Ric Flair. And y'all pay homage to the man. Woo! <laughs> I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. We hope you have enjoyed your Royal Rumble. For my broadcast colleagues, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Sean Mooney, Mean Gene Okerlund, saying so long from the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. The Nature Boy was finally the WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Hogan participated in a tag team match in Chicago on March 7th, and the two singles champions in the Federation were present. But surprisingly, Hogan was not one of them. Hogan teamed with Intercontinental Champion Roddy Roddy Piper to beat Sid Justice and World Champion Ric Flair at the Rosemont Horizon. Hogan pinned Flair for the win. The four met again on March 23rd in New York City 
I was there, and the exact same result occurred. And the big question right here in the metropolitan area, who will survive the main event taking place at Madison Square Garden in one week next Saturday night, November 30th, as the World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan continues his search for revenge after what took place last week as the Hulkster prepares to meet Ric Flair one-on-one. -on -one. Let's hear from both sides. Rick, let me tell you something. I couldn't believe this. When that incident took place and I was standing in the back watching what happened, I watched you walk up. After 10 years, you finally stood there eye to eye with Hogan. The confidence you had in those eyes and that face, I knew who the real world's champion was. Bobby, he was mesmerized. What do you think, Hogan? Now it's good toe to toe. And you know what? You don't look too tough to me, big man. You fell for it. Whap! Down you went! Burr, burr. The boots, the claw to the throat, slap to the face, the belt! Now do something about it! He can't. Woo. He can't. He can't. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? This Ric Flair guy is something else, dudes, man. It seems just like having me one-on-one -on -one the contract signed, feeling the power of Hulkamania, realizing what he's gonna be in for would be enough to make him train and say his prayers and eat his vitamins. That'd be his only chance. Who would ever dream that Ric Flair would add fuel to the fire, man? Who would ever dream that he would set me up with the Undertaker as his henchman and try to wipe me out and cripple me before I got to the ring? But Hulkamaniacs, we're positives. We turn negatives into positives. And Ric Flair, not only is that WWF title on the line, not only is it ego, because in here, the dark cloud of Flair has haunted me. And I want to know who the better man really is. But it's personal now. Once I beat you, once Hulkamania runs wild, what's she going to do when, woo, Hulk Hogan applies the figure four on you? Being there inside Madison Square Garden for that event, yes, I was young, but you could feel the electricity of the crowd. They actually show, I think they showed this match uh, on Classics on Demand, as well as it may be on either Flair or Hogan's Best of Compilation DVD. I'm not sure which one. I have both. I have to take a look and go back and see. But the electricity was in the air. You had the feeling a big-time match was happening, and this was for the wrestling purists, the fans that knew of Ric Flair's lineage going back to the NWA days. The WWF didn't really play up to Ric Flair's past. All they claimed that he was the real world's champion, and he was a champion elsewhere. They didn't really go into much detail regarding his championship status. They just made claim that he's the real world's champion. So you kind of missed, if you were a novice at the time, didn't really notice or get to know who Ric Flair actually was and why this match was so important. But the buzz was in the air in New York City. The two were finally inside the squared circle. All right, we're back with Brutus the Barber Beefcake and you, Hulk Hogan. You know something mean, Gene? Tonight on Saturday night's main event, Sid Justice proved two things. Number one, he's nothing but a liar and he knows nothing about friendship, man. When I was in the center of the ring fighting for my life, I reached for the tag. He wasn't there. I was fighting again. When I reached again, all I saw were those stone-cold eyes, just like the ice-cold blood that runs through his veins. Man. And then finally, brother, when I broke away, when I made the final ones to save my life, 
He turned his back on me and all those little Hulkamaniacs, brother. But thank God for Brutus the Barber Beefcake. People don't realize that we go all the way back. We've got a history all the way back to day one, man. And thank God for my friend till the end, because he's always been there for me, and I've always been there for him. That's right, Hulkster. I remember the last time that you were here for me was after the accident, and I laid in the hospital bed with my face smashed into a million pieces. And I remember as I lay there in the bed, as a little glimpse of came from the side of my eye, and I saw you laying in the bed there next to me. And your big heart was pumping that blood right into my veins, man. And I knew it then that I was going to be okay, man. I knew that because you were there for me when I needed you, just like I was always there for you when you needed me. And brother, I knew you were going to make it then, because as I saw the steel bolts in the plates in your head, I could see your heart pounding, and you and I were as one. And that's why, brother, at WrestleMania, when I get in the ring with Ric Flair, and I strip him of the WWE, title i just hope sid justice is watching brother because when i raise that belt high i want the whole world to know that i dedicated this title match at wrestlemania to brutus the barber beefcake my friend till the end and what you gonna do but the wwf had some cautions regarding this feud despite the electricity from hardcore wrestling fans a grudge match between Hogan and Justice at WrestleMania 8 took place in Indianapolis on April 5th, which ended with Hogan getting a disqualification victory. Now, what was slated to hopefully be Hogan versus Flair at WrestleMania 8. Now we know WrestleMania to be the home of big-time matches, and the precedent was trying to be set early on in WrestleMania's history that this was the match to be. This was supposed to be the confrontation between Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. But for some reason, it did not happen. Now the question is, why didn't it happen? Rumors were running rampant that possibly it was because the Hogan-Flair matches on the house show circuit were not drawing well. Was it because Hogan and Flair couldn't come up with a proper finish? Did one not want to do the job to the other? We know Hogan was very protective of his status and win-loss record in the WWF, especially at that time. He wanted to, if he lost to somebody, he wanted to get quickly back that victory over them. Hence, we saw the Tuesday in Texas, where he lost to The Undertaker, then quickly quickly regained the title. And when the Hulkster lost the title, it really only seemed it happened when there was controversy that was amidst or surrounding the title change. The fans, instead of seeing Hogan versus Flair traded to Hogan versus Justice, Sid versus the Hulkster, and Ric Flair was moved into a feud, a very popular feud, and a feud that was well known, and to this day we talked about it here on Beyond the Bell as one of the best feuds of all time because of the story behind it and the two players that were involved in the grudge match, and that was Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth tossed in as the focal point of the feud. But, still, with those two great matchups, Hogan was still billed as the main event against Sid. Flair and Savage were at the middle of the card, in which they had a great match at WrestleMania 8, but the match everyone really wanted to see, or we thought we wanted to see, was Flair versus Hogan 
on the big time stage. It never happened. Now it's just who would face Ric Flair in the main event at WrestleMania 8 in Indianapolis. Here we go. Welcome to our press conference, please. Please, ladies and gentlemen, the purpose of this press conference is to announce just exactly whom of the top five contenders in the World Wrestling Federation will be challenging Ric Flair for the World Wrestling Federation title. Just a second. At the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis on Sunday, April the 5th. Before we get that announcement, I would like to introduce to you the current World Wrestling Federation champion, Ric Flair. Mr. Flair. Woo! Y'all tired of hearing that? Well, that's too bad. Because when you hear that noise, you know that the World Wrestling Federation champion is on location. None of you like to know that, do you? But the bottom line is, I told everybody in the world of professional wrestling that I would win this, the most coveted trophy in this sport. And you know what? As I look around this room, I see five of the great WWF superstars, but five guys that were in the ring with me the night I won this. As a matter of fact, there were 29 men in the ring the night I won this. So whether they like it, or whether you like it, it's too bad. Because everybody in the sport of professional wrestling knows that WrestleMania, the biggest extravaganza in sports today, looms on the horizon. And for Ric Flair, it means a defense, a title defense of this, the World Wrestling Federation title. Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, The Undertaker, Randy Savage, Sid Justice, it doesn't make any difference to me. They were all in the ring and then I won this. So at WrestleMania, just as I walk in the champion, I'll walk out the champion. And that's the bottom line. Woo! Uh, Wait a minute, folks, I can hardly hear myself, please. I'm sure this man can answer some of the questions for you. I would like to introduce at this time the president. Questions later. Just give us a minute or two. The president of the World Wrestling Federation, the Honorable Jack Tunney. Mr. Tunney. Jack, hold off on the questions, please. Thank you very much, Gene. With so many worthy challengers anxiously awaiting a shot at Ric Flair's World Wrestling Federation title, choosing an opponent has been especially difficult. At this table up here are five of the uh, challengers. Roddy Piper. The Undertaker. On my left, Sid Justice. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, right. Like it, like it. And Hulk Hogan. Very hard to choose one. However, after careful consideration, as well as examining the wishes of the public at large, I have reached a decision. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed members of the press, 
challenging Ric Flair for the World Wrestling Federation title at the Hoosier Dome at WrestleMania 8 will be Hulk Hogan! Yes! Yes, please! This thing would turn full circle, man. Now the battle lines are drawn. Ric Flair has the WWF title. The so-called real world champion is going to find out what the power of Hulkamania is all about in WrestleMania 8. And what you going to do, Ric Flair, when Hulk Hogan and his little maniacs run wild on you? I suppose you gentlemen are very happy about that announcement. Oh, extremely happy. It's just what we wanted. Since 1992 it started, everything we've wanted has fallen into place. Right? You could say we're having the perfect year. Well, not everyone was uh, as happy as you gentlemen are now, no doubt of that. We had an occasion to pick up these post-press conference comments from the Macho Man as well as Sid Justice. Macho Man, yeah. your reaction to President Jack Tunney's announcement? Well, didn't like it. Bottom line, I wish it was the Macho Man Randy Savage. That's me. I like me, yeah. But since I couldn't get it, I just want to let you know that uh, there's a piece of me that realizes that Hulk Hogan probably should have got the nod anyway, being honest. Okay, so Hulkster, good luck. Yeah, we've been competitive against each other in the past, but uh, guaranteed you're a good friend and I respect you. Go against Ric Flair WrestleMania and do the thing. Ooh, yeah. Hulkamania lives, dig it? What is it? Said Justice, you were obviously not shut pleased up. with the news. Hey, yo, shut up! I want to say something. What happened at Royal Rumble? It was simple. I was the last man standing. I would be the world champion if it wasn't for you, Hogan, pulling me out from outside the ring. Now, what you did, Jack Tunney, was bogus! The most bogus act you've ever pulled off! I want to ask you, what is it? Is it because I'm not a big movie star like Hulk Hogan, the big immortal one himself? Is it because Sid Justice is the newcomer? Well, I want to tell you something, Hulk Hogan. You couldn't beat Ric Flair on your best day, but I can. Why? Because Sid Justice rules the world. Wait, wait, one minute. Justice. Some very, very strong comments by Sid Justice unquestionably showing us his true feelings, uh, but I wonder, Gorilla, would you comment uh, on the rather disgruntled, I guess, Sid Justice? Oh, really bent out of shape, I thought he was. You know, he's proven himself here at WWF, undefeated, looked very good at the Royal Rumble. To say the least. But he doesn't carry the credentials that Hulk Hogan does. He doesn't conduct himself like a gentleman, like Hulk Hogan does, and like Randy Savage does, and the rest of the guys that were involved, all the other contenders, were more than happy to congratulate the Hulkster, but not him. Well, okay, but again, he may have a, a bone to chew with Jack Tunney, and I wonder if some of the allegations that Sid Justice made, one of which you have made yourself, Bobby Heen, and that is that that there is a degree of favoritism on the part of Jack Tunney as it relates to Hulk Hogan. Boy, is there ever! Tunney has bent over backwards for Hulk Hogan. Now, Hogan is the greatest sports attraction in the history of sports, probably in entertainment. He's probably the greatest drawing card, probably the greatest champion that has ever been in the World Wrestling Federation. Not that right. And he's probably done more for charities and human beings and everything Not in this probably. world. Probably. He is. Well, he is. I just want to see if you'd catch that. But the matter is, after the 5th of April, 
and Ric Flair beats Hulk Hogan, look how famous and popular this man's going to be. Right, well, you got it, Bobby. if in fact he defeats the Hulkster, perhaps that would be the case. Nonetheless, let me ask you a question, Mr. Perfect, and that would be as it relates to Sid Justice. Here, his remarks, rather, stating that Hulk Hogan cannot beat Ric Flair, but yet he feels he can. I will have to agree with Sid Justice that he is correct when he says Hulk Hogan cannot beat Ric Flair, but I have to disagree with Sid Justice when he says he can beat Ric Flair, he's way out of line, he's on the wrong path all the way. Well, notwithstanding WrestleMania, one of the more interesting aspects is going to occur this coming weekend, this coming Saturday night, on Saturday night's main event, still scheduled to team up, is Sid Justice and Hulk Hogan, scheduled to team up to face The Undertaker and Ric Flair. And this week, Mr. Justice had these comments. See, the problem is... I've been misunderstood, and if anybody has taken what I said the wrong way, I apologize. And to you, Hulk Hogan, I sincerely apologize. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Sid Justice is eager to mend his ways with the Hulkster, and that's good news in light of the fact that Hulk Hogan and Sid Justice this Saturday night team up to meet Ric Flair and The Undertaker on Saturday night's main event. You won't want to miss it. With update, I'm Gino. At the end of WrestleMania 8, after we saw Sid battle the Hulkster, Harvey Whippleman and Papa Shango, both acting on Justice's behalf, interfered in the matchup. But it was Whippleman's initial step that caused the referee's decision for disqualification. Hogan was double teamed until the Ultimate Warrior ran out and made the save. The Warrior was back and on the same page as the Hulkster. The only man to pin Hogan cleanly at WrestleMania thus far was back to save the Hulkster. I never saw the ultimate warrior in the Hoosier Dome today, did you? 
The steroid controversy continued to build in federal court. Hogan retired from wrestling later in 1992 and began working on Thunder in Paradise, a syndicated television series which was taped in Orlando's Universal Studios. The first time Hogan really stepped foot on a continuous basis in Orlando for television that soon would change later on in his career. Hogan played the role of R.J. Hurricane Spencer. Thunder in Paradise was an immediate hit and Hogan's acting abilities came out on many different levels. He returned to the World Wrestling Federation after several, several month hiatus, which was quite frankly one of the longest disappearances or longest tenures that Hogan was not a part of the WWF. When it comes to intergalactic confrontation, no one can beat Chef Ramsay. Excellent work, Ramsay. What's next? Why don't you try relaxing? But now, he's about to land in a place even he isn't prepared for. Suburbia. Get to know the locals. Blend in. How do you know which ones are the right ones? You have to squeeze it a bit. Wow, I found a good one. Here, they have strange ways of fighting. You got any idea what we're going to do to you? Let me guess. You're going to pound my face. What are you, nuts? This is the 90s. We're going to sue you. They have bizarre means of protection. There are dangers he's never seen. And enemies he's never known. I hate suburbia. So you'd better not fake him out. Must be a K7 force field. I'll break you out of there. Glad I could help. Or take him on. For Hulk Hogan, it's no game. It's war. Do you belong to some kind of army? Or do you just go around doing good like some kind of superhero? Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd. I was frozen today. Suburban Commando. My cat. <laughs> My cat. wrestling world's true superstars has come forth to discuss the charges uh, against him in a sense please welcome Hulk Hogan
Hey, man, get the beer. I yeah. know you've come to talk business because you wore jeans. Yeah, they're kind of tight, though, man. Got my shorts in a while. Yeah. Ah. Um. <laughs> I'm sure you know that your name came up recently when a doctor got himself into trouble. Uh, have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Definitely. You want to discuss it? Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. Um, basically, I saw Lyle out here, and I saw you throw my name into the ringer. Yeah, so because I read the paper, yeah, and my I, job I is to that. inform people as exactly. to what's going on in society, not accusing you of anything. Okay. I, I mentioned that you had been in the news. Well, that's the problem. See, people read the paper to be informed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you read the paper and you get misinformed. Mm -hmm. So what I would like to do, with all due respect... Mm -hmm. And in defense of USA Today and some of the other papers, yeah. I'm sure when the doctor was con convicted... Um, that's how they got your name. It's, I, I wouldn't want to make it seem like they're making up the papers like LA Times. Well, no, basically I was, a, one of the, I was one of the patients of this doctor, and then later on down the line he got into all these other things. But a federal judge basically said, Hulk Hogan, you don't have to testify. This trial has nothing to do with you. So basically what I'd like to do is, with all due respect, inform you mm -hmm. and everybody else that's misinformed <laughs> by the newspapers. Now, come on now, because yeah, no, I'm already no, no, nervous. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, talking no, to a man about right acute now. steroid use and everything, no, no. and you but twice my size. Basically, um... <laughs> thanks. But ba <laughs> thanks a lot. No, you've always been twice my size. When you were 12, been, you were twice my size. I know I've got a picture were... for you guys. But anyway, basically... Um, I'm upset, outraged, and mad, and all that other kind of stuff, because basically, the paper speculated. When my name got thrown in the ringer, it turned into the Hulk Hogan trial, and they didn't direct the focus on what this thing was all about. Um, somebody that had got involved in a bunch of illegal mischief, I, I would call it. And basically, when the paper speculated, and then when there were a lot of lies told in the courtroom, the, the papers printed these lies as fact. And it hurt me, it hurt my family. And on top of that, I was different than a lot of the people that name, names get thrown in the ringer. There's, there are millions of kids that have believed in me and what I stand for, and basically it, it put a dark cloud over everything that I believe in. Mm -hmm. So and let me do it like Mike no, Wallace no, might do no, it. No, no, let me do it like Paul Hogan might do it. Let me do it like Paul Hogan might do it. We both got a sumo roll. Right, right on, right on. Well, let me get you straight now, okay. then you can ask me anything. Wait, now, I read the paper, Hulk. Well, well, the paper don't mean nothing, man. Listen to Hulk Hogan. I read it in the paper. Okay. First off, what I am is what I am. I'm a real American. I love my family. I love my God. I love all my people that believe in me. And basically, this isn't the Lyle Alzado story you're going to hear out here. Right. Because, like, the picture... Do you have the picture? The picture that I showed you when I was 10 years old? Oh, absolutely. Week? Absolutely. Sandy, show that picture, because it's an amazing picture. Okay, that's me when I was 10 years old on my Little League team. Damn, I man! Weighed, I weighed 196 pounds. Look how fat my head was. The hat barely fit on my head. You but were my size then. I was, I was 196 pounds when I was 10 years old. When I graduated from high school, I was 300 pounds. And right now, I'm about 295. Mm -hmm. So basically, I was insulted when um, basically the inferences or the speculation said, well, all you gotta do is take a pill or take a shot in the butt every day to get to look like Hulk Hogan. And basically, I've trained 20 years. I'm 38, 37, I'll be 38 in a couple months. Oh my God, why did I say that? But I've, tra <laughs> I've trained 20 years, two hours a day to look like I do. But the things that I am not is I'm not a steroid abuser, mm -hmm. and I do not use steroids. Mm -hmm. But there's a situation where steroids, Hulk Hogan, and my private physicians have something all in common. And these are the situations. When I first won the world title in 83, I was wrestling almost 300 days a year. Mm -hmm. And on two or three different occasions, I get hurt in the ring. Right. And thank God I made the right choice. Because at the time, I had to make a decision. 
of going into surgery, have my back, my deltoid, my bicep cut and reattached with staples, or do the sports therapy route. Mm -hmm. And if I was to get cut on with a knife and all this type of thing, basically I'd be in a sling, and a year later, well, we don't know what's going to happen to your career. Correct. And at that time, I didn't have any money. So right. basically, I made the right decision. And that sports therapy involves hours of the ultrasound to get the blood going again, the electric stem to get the nerves going, the deep muscle massage, and prescription drugs by my physician that I trusted, legal prescription drugs. And those involved basic anti-inflammatories and a synthetic male hormone, which is a form of a steroid. Right. And on three different occasions, I had the same type of muscle injuries. That is the extent of Hulk Hogan's steroid use. Now, this doctor that you're talking about, is that the same one that's been in trouble and convicted? Well, basically, I'd rather not comment on that, but my okay. private physicians, okay. you know, I don't want to speculate on this thing. The trial is over. The jury's made yeah, their decision. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm sorry. here to talk I'm, about Hulk Hogan. That's cool. But the thing is, you know, when I sit down and think about this thing, like you just talked about Clarence. What was it? Smoking marijuana or something? Yeah, you know? in college. Yeah, okay. Now, what if we were to speculate on everybody that's in the Supreme Court because of Clarence? we say, well, Arsenio, uh, maybe because Clarence smoked a little dope, man, do you think everybody in the Supreme, Supreme Court's getting high? I mean, that's, that's what happened to me. Basically, when they saw that I was a patient of this doctor's, everybody started speculating. Well, my God, Hulk Hogan's a patient. He must be involved in all these illegal things and everything. And that's when the federal judge stepped in and said, Hulk Hogan, there's no reason for you to testify because you have nothing to do with these issues at hand. Okay. And basically, that's where I stand. And I just wanted to clear it up because all the people that believe in me and believe what I stand for, I mean, you have to take negatives such as this big issue of is Hulk guilty, is Hulk involved, and you have to turn negatives into positives. And that's what I've said the whole time, and that's what I believe in with my heart, is basically if you turn these negatives into positives, and my theme is if you train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and believe in yourself, just like I have done, brother, you can have everything you want out of life, and I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. Okay, we'll take a commercial from right Thank you. So, you mad at me, man? No, man, you're cool. I just love to get you in the ring. <laughs> no, I see your ringside all the time, and I see your eyes light up when I get my brains beat out. I'm saying, Arsenio, help no, me, man. No, Arsenio, no, no. help me. You never that's, come down to help me, man. worry you see in my eyes. Oh, I'm, I'm worried. I'm smiling, going pop no, I'm old I'm bald like, head, oh, man. Oh, Hulk. I'm a Hulkamaniac. Oh, that's worried. No, because, you know, Lyle and I were sitting out here talking, and I, I, I mentioned, I said, you know, you got, you got, the wrestling commission and, and all the stuff that's um, coming out about Hulk Hogan. Talk about the other athletes and everything. As a matter of fact, um, what do you think about the WWF and other wrestlers? Do you know of steroid use? Well, basically, I've learned a whole heck of a lot about speculation in these last three weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, the bottom line, you know, I can't name a figure. I mean, I could sit here and say, well, the whole WWF is on steroids. Mm -hmm. Or I could say, well, maybe there's nobody on steroids because the bottom line I haven't seen these guys, you know, taking the pills or taking the shots, but basically what is what is going to happen now to clear this whole issue up, and we'll know in a few weeks, yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon, yeah. exactly right, Vince McMahon has come out, and we are the only entertainment business. We're right. entertainment, folks. You know, we're the only entertainment business that drug tests right now. We drug test for cocaine, for all other kind of drugs right now. And now that this whole big steroid issue has arisen and become front-page headlines, we want to stay in the headlines now. The WWF 
wants to stay on the sports pages. We want to stay in headlines. We want to be the role models for people like the NFL that their steroid tests has a hole in the bottom of the bucket a mile long and, and the baseball and the boxing and nobody tests for steroids. I mean, nobody's checked Mike Tyson or any of these good guys. I mean, I'm not speculating on anybody. Right. But the thing is, we'll know in a couple weeks exactly, you know, who is on steroids, who's not on steroids. And when you see me in the ring against my opponent, if the guy's bigger than me, you're going to know he's not on steroids, bottom right. line. So this whole thing, we look at it as a positive because this is good for us. I mean, we got trashed in the newspapers and by a bunch of people that were, you know, insinuating things. And if, if it was true or not, I mean, they just took it way, way, way far out on, on a limb. Yeah. And now it made us wake up and we're, we're going to prove and we're going to be the role models for all the other athletes and, and anybody else that is ready to drug test. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I wish, I wish the NFL, I wish the NFL would adapt Vince McMahon's new drug policy. Okay, Al Zeno mentioned that there is a growth hormone that can't be detected with some of the tests. Now, will the WWF test detect this growth hormone? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know anything about growth hormone. Uh, mm -hmm. Bottom line, I've heard several athletes say that growth hormone, several bodybuilders in the gym, you hear them talk that growth hormone can't be detected or they take it before contests, but the bottom line, that's not my, that's my, not my subject. I don't know anything about I know. it. You were 800 pounds when you were five. Yeah. You know? No, <laughs> no but growth hormone, that's a whole different trip. Ooh, that's something huge, new. Man. Like now you see how many home runs I used to hit. I used to hit them on the inside of the handle and put them out over the fence. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of this? I, I saw a guy on a program named Billy Graham, not the Reverend, but mm -hmm. a wrestler. What's up with him? Well, superstar Billy Graham apparently um, in the 70s was one of the top wrestlers, one of the top draws. I was a big fan of his. And he just came out during all these drug trials and admitted steroid use and abuse. And basically he's saying that these are all the reasons his body's falling apart. But basically, um, there have been several other wrestlers like Bruno San Martino who didn't have any problem working with Billy Graham at the time. He's on steroids and putting all the money in his pocket that have completely turned into hypocrites and knocked Hulk Hogan and said Hulk Hogan's never seen the inside of a church and I doubt if he even says his prayers. And there was, there's been all kind of allegations, but Billy Graham was a top draw during the 70s and, and he apparently was a heavy-duty steroid abuser. Yeah. Um, before we say goodbye, um I know you called me and you wanted to come and and uh, straighten this thing out yes, and, 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 I and tell the truth. Come out here. Yeah, would you like to say anything else to your hulkamaniacs? Well, I tell you, you know, um, steroids, like cocaine and a lot of other hard drugs or class three drugs, if that's what you want to call them, the federal government calls them, is a dead end street. And basically, um, as far as kids trying to get into athletics, and this is the '90s, the era of the fitness, stay away from those type of drugs because basically they're all kind of side effects and adverse reactions and. From what I can tell you, I've got a wife and two kids, and I don't want to miss one second or do anything that's going to take one second away from my life to be with my wife and kids. And as far as these kids go, if you work hard, if you train 20 years like I do and start as soon as you can, I mean, you can get what you want out of your body. It just, it's a little more intense. You've got to be a little more uh, dedicated and be a leader. Don't be a follower because that's what this whole thing's all about. And that's what we're trying to bring to the, the front. The WWF and Hulk Hogan were a bunch of leaders, not a bunch of followers. Yeah. Now. Okay. Um, one more. Hey, hey. Yes. Um, uh, no, very quickly, and I have to ask you this question. Um, I was so sad when Lyle was here because, uh, you know, I, I, he, he's given a lot to, uh, to football fans, and it made me so sad. What do you think about the guys who sell steroids, these doctors? Aren't they like pushers? What should happen to them? Um, gosh, I don't know. The only don't way... Don't mention specifically. No, 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 no. The only way to, to, to get these steroids apparently is from doctors. 
And I mean, you know, I don't know what the government's going to do. I don't know if they're going to go after the guys that use them now or where they're going to go with this thing. But everybody needs to realize you can't get these things unless you get them from a doctor. Mm -hmm. And basically, I think if they could cut this thing off of the source, you know, they could straighten this whole deal out. And that's about all I get to say, yeah. you know. Because they're pushers, man. Well, I mean, you know, the steroids are illegal now, you know, and you cannot take them for, for bodybuilding or, or, or muscle development. But, but Even the stuff that they gave you to help you heat, uh, uh, get well? Well, that stuff is illegal now, but that yeah. stuff that they gave me, if you if you have a muscle tear or you, you get injured like running in the Olympics and you have to decide whether you're going to get cut on or do the sports therapy, they are still an option. They are still legal if the doctor prescribes them for muscle tears and, and stuff like that. Right. But you cannot use this stuff and, and get away with it. Number one, it'll kill you. Number two, you're going to get busted. Yeah. 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 Thanks for coming by. Hey, man, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and Arsenio Hall run wild on you? We'll be back. He returned on February 22nd of 1993 to aid his ally, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, in his war against Money Incorporated, which consisted of Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheister, IRS. The duo had attacked Beefcake in his return match on February 1st of 1993, sending him out on a stretcher. Hogan quickly hopped into the situation and eventually signed a match for him and brother Rutai to meet the World Tag Team Champions on April 4th in Las Vegas. WrestleMania 9. Ladies and gentlemen, one week away in Las Vegas, Nevada, my guests this week have every intention of being the new World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Please welcome the Mega Maniacs with Jimmy Hart, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, and Hulk Hogan! I turned my face, and I turned back, 
the emotions ran from head to toe. I chilled, I goosebumped, and I broke a sweat as I stood up, man, and I rushed from head to toe. And when I turned on the automatic pilot in my mind, because I couldn't believe what was happening, I ran to the garage, and when I was out of my mind, I accidentally jumped on Brutus's wide glides. And as I kick-started up brother's bike, bruh, and as I ran down towards Venice Beach, I clicked it into fifth gear, and as I took a hairpin turn, I spun off the seat, and as I slid across the white sands, headed towards the Pacific Ocean, I buried my ear in the sands of Venice Beach. And then I heard it, brother. I heard what I didn't want to hear. I heard millions upon millions of Hulkamaniacs praying for Brutus the Barber. I heard the maniacs praying that the steel-tempered titanium plates were still in place. And then on automatic pilot, I kick-started the Brothers Wide Glide one more time. And for seven nights and seven days, I rode towards the bright lights of New York City. And as I got there, I was sniffing for the hair tonic. I was sniffing for the bushwhacks. And lo and behold, as I kicked down the Ramada Inn's door on 48th and 8th Avenue, just a little bit north of the Mid-City Gym, I found the brother, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, with his feet propped up on an ottoman, laid back in a lazy boy chair, watching Mo Larry and Curly with an ice pack on his nose. Thank God for the big man upstairs that Brutus the Barber is okay and all he had was a broken nose. Thank God, Brutus. You know, it goes like this. I spent two days running up and down the aisles of Kmart, picking up that tonic, getting all that hair color together, and getting ready to do a number on Money Incorporated. And then it came to me. These just aren't even worth it, brother. They're not worth the effort. So I took to the desert outside Las Vegas, chopping down some big nasty-looking cactuses, trying to dull up the titanium steel blades, chopped down a couple of small mountains, and then it came to me, brother. I knew that I'd just throw the scissors away because I'm just gonna yank the hair right out of their heads. <laughs> you know something, Brutus? I hope you put a ball in on both of those dudes. But you know something? Since everything's gonna go so good in Las Vegas, man, I've got a surprise for both of you guys. Just last week, when you saw me hanging off Santa Monica Pier doing some fishing with my bare hands, brother, those two 10-foot hammerhead sharks that I drunk up out of the Pacific Ocean, they weren't for snack time, dudes. Those fish were for a reason. I've already taken the chlorine out of the pool at Caesar's Palace, and I filled it full of salt water, brother. I got a bunch of sea urchins in there and a few nasty mermaids, brother. And as I throw those hammerheads into the pool, Brutus, you need to help me pry their jaws open, brother. Because as I put the world title belts across their dentures, those sharks are going to have lockjaw, brother. That way, when we throw all the bathing beauties, all the Hulkamaniacs in the pool, those sharks won't be able to touch a hair on their chinny-chin-chin. And it's me, Brutus the Barber, and Jimmy Hart hang ten all through the straddle of the night, brother, celebrating our victory at Caesar's Palace. The only thing left for the detail man to do will be this. 
Let's take the two cases of suntan oil I've got. And as the sun rises in the east, get all those female Hulkamaniacs, all those beautiful Hulkamaniacs, and make sure, Brutus, that they've got an even tan from head to toe. So Las Vegas, Nevada, and the whole wide world, what you gonna do when the Mega Maniacs run wild on you? Nine, when you rocked up with a black eye, people say that Randy gave it to you backstage. No, no, I was right out there in the water, and I just came back from London, and Linda, Linda wasn't here, and the kids were in California with their grandparents, and Linda was there, and I drank all the way back on the plane from the UK, and as soon as I landed, I said, Brutus, come on over, you know, because Brutus lived down yep. the beach. And another one of my buddies, Ellis Edwards, who is the stunt coordinator for the WWE now. Uh, he was doing all the stunt coordinator on the movie. I said, come over, the waves are huge. Let's go out on the jet skis. So we drank some more beer, and we pulled right out behind the house, right where that bridge is around the yep. corner. The waves were like 12 feet high, and we were just launching over these jet skis and just flying through the air. And so Brutus goes, ride my jet ski. I was riding a Sea-Doo, and he had a Polaris. And it had a a little tab that made the front end stay in the water because they'll dolphin, you know. And so this little trim tab made the front end stay down. And when we went to get gas, I filled it up with gas, and he filled his up. I jumped on his ski. And the first wave I jumped over, it nosed on me. So it threw me over the front of the ski. And I had a life jacket on, so I tried to duck down in the water, but the life jacket brought me up, and the ski hit me in the face. And it broke my orbital socket. Isn't it amazing how the rumor mill works? Yeah, right? and yeah. that was the day before WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. So I show up in Vegas, and now I got to get a physical by the commission doctor. I said, "Hey, doc, listen, we got this big storyline yeah. where Macho Man beat me up last night in the parking lot, and I got a bunch of makeup on my face, and so I just want to let you know, you know, this stuff isn't real." So the doctor took one look at me. He goes, "Okay, Hulk, I won't tell anybody." <laughs> so he signed a physical. Then Vince McMahon saw me, and he says, "You're not wrestling." I said, yeah, I am, because I had like a hundred and something stitches underneath my skin, and my, this whole bone was broken. Wow. And uh, that's why I can't see out of this eye. I can't see my, I can see you, but yeah, I can't see vision. my hand yeah. here, yeah. Wow. And uh, so, you know, I said, yes, I am wrestling. And so we got in an argument. I ended up wrestling, and uh, Randy was really mad, because not only did we win the tag match, I went back out, and... I was getting ready to leave to go do some other stuff, and I took the belt off Yokozuna, and I yeah. said, then I can lose it the next month to Yokozuna, and I'll, yeah. we'll be at peace. And Vince and I had already decided to part ways by that time, so that's how I get my eye hurt. Prior to the event, Hogan suffered an injury which needed more than 100 stitches to close the wound over his left eye. Hogan and Beefcake lost the tag match by disqualification to the champions, but the Immortals' night was not over the Hulkster would return to WrestleMania 9. Hogan went to the ring to help out Bret Hart, who was in the main event, after his loss of the WWF title to Yokozuna.
Mr. Fuji got on the microphone and challenged Hogan to a match. Hearing the crowd and the eruption that occurred, including myself, I tore my shirt off at the time watching on TV. He accepted. 25 seconds later, Hogan won his fifth World Wrestling Federation Championship. He pinned Yokozuna and won the title, stunning everyone who witnessed the event. In one night, the title had gone from Hart to Yoko to Hogan. Another celebration tore down the roof. Whether this was proper for business was one thing. If you're a Hulkamania fan, you were ecstatic like I was. Come on, you yellow belly, come on! So Fuji says his Yokozuna is issuing a challenge to Hulk Hogan. But Hogan is more concerned with helping his friend Bret Hart. We need one more second. We will put on and wait no. He's the line right now. He says, Fuji says, he'll put the the title on the line right now. Come on. Let's go. Let it go. Let's do it. Come on. Mr. Fuji has said that they will put the title The time had come for Hulkamania to enter a new phase. His last match in the World Wrestling Federation at that time was at the King of the Ring against former champion Yokozuna. Hulk Hogan, who I ran down recently on the set of his made-for-television movie, Thunder in Paradise. This is what it's all about at the King of the Ring. On June 13th, we're just weeks away from the big showdown in Dayton, Ohio. World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan defending against the big 505-pound Japanese superstar Yokozuna. You are here with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, your new and improved manager. Hulkster, before we talk titles, before we talk made-for-television movies, before we talk about anything else, what in the world is your Harley Davidson doing parked in the water here at the beach. That's a sore subject with him, Mean Gene. You know, look at his motorcycle. He's got to get rust all of it. He don't want to talk about that. Oh, he can touch it. That's right, man. Well, you know, just before I ran into the salt water, brother, I took her out of the shower. And as I was washing her down and stroking her tanks, as I wrapped the largest legs in the world around her gas tanks, brother, 
All of a sudden, I got hit between the eyes with a lightning bolt. And as I ran down to the shores of the Pacific Ocean, I put the front forks of my wide glide in about three feet of salt water. And with a palm tree in one hand and a hippie in the other, I looked to the big brother in the sky and I said, in Dayton, Ohio, who's going to be king of the ring? Ha <laughs> ha. Guess what happened, Gio? I want to know the answer. The pythons started to swell. The veins down the pythons were filled with ice-cold water, brother. And as I felt the power of the Hulkamaniacs, as I felt the power of the pythons, and as I realized for the fifth time I was the greatest champion there ever was, ever is, or ever will be, I also realized that Yokozuno 525 pounds of stench, wart-infested Japanese was going over my head for the ride. And as I slammed him down in the center of the ring, he will bow to Hulkamania. Hogan lost the title, of course, to Yokozuna, in a controversial fashion. Of course, that's the only way Hogan seemed to have lost the title in previous years under his Federation run. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the five-time World Wrestling Federation champ. This is the immortal Hulk Hogan, the great American hero, perhaps the greatest hero in the history of the planet. And right here tonight in the heartland of America in Dayton, Ohio, Hulkster, you with Jimmy Hart in your corner will be defending the World Wrestling Federation title against 550-some-odd pounds of Yokozuna, that title is going to be on the line. I can see you are ready. And this mean gene is the eye of the holster, brother. And this is the face of the holster that's going to represent the whole country of America. And these, brother, are the heavy-duty artillery that's going to shoot Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji right out of their nest, brother. Right here in Dayton, Ohio, the heartland of America, there is no water around us. There will be no sneak attack. I've got Yokozuna right in the center of the ring, brother. And the power of the Hulkamaniacs, the power of the little Hulksters, this is where Hulk Hogan's power lies, brother. All the training, all the prayers, all the vitamins. Five times of WWF champion. I will remain that way, Mean Gene, after I test the power of Fuji Yokozuna. Five-time World Wrestling Federation champion, no fluke. Uh, but of course, I should remind you that Mr. Fuji is going to be in Yokozuna's corner. We all know what he's capable of. Tell him about Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart. You know, all over the world, everywhere Jimmy Hart goes, people want to know, what's it like to manage Hulk Hogan? What's he all about? This man has red, white, and blue running through his veins. And he was born and raised in the USA. And Mr. Fuji and Yokozuna, when you talk about the flag, and when you talk about America, it's like a slap in the Hawkster's face, baby. When you think about the Purple Mountains, Majesty, the amber waves of grain, the red, the white, and the blue, Hulkamania is right there with it, brother. That's because the prayers, the dreams of America, and all those little Hulkamaniacs are going into that ring with me tonight, brother. It's all on the line right here in Dayton, the heartland of the USA. And as I step in that ring by crook or by hook, I'll put that big man down. What you gonna do when America and the largest guns destroy you? A cameraman came up to, actually on their apron, to take a picture, and an exploding bulb was thrown into the eye of the Hulkster, which led 
to a Yoko leg drop and cover and pin, Yokozuna became world champion of the World Wrestling Federation, and Hulk Hogan left the WWF, which we thought temporarily, but it wound up being for a very long time. And Hulkamania was in transition for the first time ever in Terry Bollea's career. By the time his famous 10-year Federation run had come to a close, Hulk Hogan had headlined nine WrestleManias, held the championship five times, totaling nearly six years, starred in three major motion pictures, No Holds Barred, Suburban Commando, and Mr. Nanny, one of my favorites, and had defeated nearly every top Federation name of his era. He's wrestled the biggest and the baddest, but now he's about to face... What the heck was that? The toughest fight of all, kids. All you have to do is protect them. I hate kids. Just when we get rid of the last name, he brings home a bodyguard. I don't want anything to happen to Sean. What can possibly happen? They're small. I hope your Blue Cross is paid up. I can handle myself. They're mean. Electromagnets. And they've got the place wired. It's only the voltage. You can't kill him. I think we're getting to him. I can't believe this fearless giant is cowering because of two little innocent children. They would do anything to get rid of him. Oops, tripwire. And flower. I've had it. And just when he thought it couldn't get any worse. Real troubles showed up. Like the family I never had. And never wanted. And left. I'll feed us in. With the kids. Now, he's got to bring them back. Because he's not just a babysitter. He's Mr. Nanny. You gotta admit, he's one tough mother. I got a job to do and I'm doing it. You have to kiss Dolly. I don't kiss Dolly's. Kiss her. Don't tell anybody I did that. New Line Cinema presents Hulk Hogan. Both of you, to the principal's office. Man, some things never change. As you've never seen him before. Keep the back straight. Make the arms a bow. Mr. Nanny. He's no more Mr. Nice Guy. Get that pinky up. After leaving the World Wrestling Federation, Hulk Hogan planned to take off quite amount of time and take some time away from the sport of wrestling entirely and focus on his new action-adventure syndicated series. Thunder in Paradise was popular and it was renewed and stars were added, some added plot twists, and we started to see Hogan develop some sort of an acting career. The action-adventure series starred in total Hogan, Chris Lemon, and Carol Awe, and was filmed, like we said, at MGM Studios in Disney, which was very close to another company that was filming in MGM Studios, World Championship Wrestling. Conveniently, it happened to be the location that WCW had their national TV tapings for their WCW Worldwide, WCW Saturday Night, and Ted Turner, who took charge of WCW, which we discussed in our WCW 101 series, appointed Eric Bischoff to be in charge uh, 
or at the helm as executive vice president of WCW. As a cost-saving measure, WCW started filming more at MGM Studios, and in turn, the Hulkster was just yards away from potentially a new organization to carry Hulkamania to. WCW Executive Vice President Eric Bischoff's intent, in turn, was to make WCW into a profitable venture. Combined with rising fan demand and to see Hogan return to the ring, this fueled his desire to sign the immortal icon to a lucrative contract. He, for the first time, was a free agent, and they can get him and center WCW around the Hulkster. Hogan was twice approached on the set of his show by Bischoff, an all-time great nature boy Ric Flair, the man that returned back to WCW after their short-lived feud finished off, and after Flair finally left the World Wrestling Federation to go back to his roots, the NWA and WCW. They both respectively saw Hogan with in hopes of convincing the Hulkster to do business with them in WCW. Eventually, Hogan decided to accept the offer and don the vibrant colors of Hulkamania once again under World Championship Wrestling. This was unprecedented. The Hulkster would arrive and sign with WCW. Once again, Hogan left professional wrestling to continue his television and movie career. The film Mr. Nanny was released in 1993, which Hogan starred with Sherman Helmsley. No hunter involved. Hogan had another successful tour of the Orient in September of 1993. Fans witnessed him teaming up against top star in Japan, the IWGP World Champion, which they defeated the Power Warrior and Hawk in Yokohama on September 23rd. Three days later in Osaka, the return contest between Hogan and the IWGP champion Muta in a one-on-one contest took place. All at this time, World Championship Wrestling was still making significant offers to the Hulkster. Then in January of 1994, he returned to Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling's annual Tokyo Dome show. He appeared on January 4th before a crowd of 58,000 to beat former IWGP champion Tatsumi Fujinami. Beefcake was also on the card and beat the Black Cat. So Hogan was getting back into the wrestling world and was getting back his old roots, you could say, of Japanese-style wrestling, getting back to the big-time crowds. Could the Hulkster be back or ready for a return to come back to the world of professional wrestling? Was he ready to come back to the WWF? Or start a new chapter in the Hulkamania career in World Championship Wrestling? Eventually, World Wrestling Federation Chairman Vince McMahon was brought to trial by the United States government, charging McMahon with distributing steroids to Hogan and other Federation competitors. Under oath, Hogan admitted that he'd been using steroids from 1975 to 1989 before they were outlawed. He denied, however, that McMahon had sold him steroids or injected him. Ultimately, both counts against McMahon of steroid distribution were dismissed, thanks in large part to Hogan's testimony. The courtroom erupted in applause. One of these little dudes out there that's been training and saying his prayers and eating his vitamins, someday he's going to knock me off. He is the king of the ring, but many former wrestlers say it wasn't prayers and vitamins that made Hulk Hogan a giant in the eyes of kids. I myself personally 
have injected Hulk Hogan with anabolic steroids. Did the biggest star in pro wrestling get to the top by using dangerous drugs? For years, police believe this man posed as a talent scout, preying on the silver screen dreams of attractive men and women. The guy was so good, you know, it, it, I never doubted him at all. Now cops say they've got their man and have stopped him shattering the hopes of aspiring actors. Chris is in. Stone's movie JFK has brought to light the ongoing controversy surrounding secret government files on the assassination of John Kennedy. Nobody's going to tell me that kid did the shooting job he did from that damn bookstore. Today, we'll talk with a man who says the government is covering up explosive details. Stand by. Welcome to Inside Edition. We're glad you've joined us. I'm Nancy Glass. Bill O'Reilly is on assignment. A little later, the curtain comes down on a con man who went after people with talent, beauty, and big dreams. Today, police put the Hollywood huckster out of business. But first, most of us think of professional wrestling as harmless entertainment and Hulk Hogan as the king of the ring. But was there a sinister side to his success? Some people now claim that his hard-muscled good guy image really came from his past use of dangerous drugs. Tony Cox has the story. Pro wrestling, the only sport where you're allowed to kick a man when he is down. The only sport where you're encouraged to taunt your opponent. The only sport that has admitted to fixing the outcome. The undisputed king of the ring is Hulk Hogan, hero to thousands of Hulkamaniacs, as his young fans are called. The Hulkster preaches clean living, prayer, and vitamins as the keys to success. I'm the last great American hero since John Wayne died. Forget the baseball players. Forget the football players. Hulkamania is what tears Madison Square Garden in every major arena down around the country. But some of his former colleagues say that the gospel, according to Hulk Hogan, is not quite kosher. The kids are believing that if they take their vitamins and say their prayers, that they're going to grow up to be some super athlete. Well, I got news for you. You can take your vitamins and you can say your prayers, but you're never going to grow up to be 300 pounds with 24-inch arms unless you take steroids. Dave Schultz is a former professional wrestler with the World Wrestling Federation. So is superstar Billy Graham. They both watched the Arsenio Hall show last July when their old wrestling friend Hulk Hogan appeared and made this statement. I've trained 20 years, two hours a day to look like I do. But the things that I am not is I'm not a steroid abuser and I do not use steroids. But Hulk Hogan's former teammates have a very different story to tell about his past abuse of steroids. I myself personally have injected Hulk Hogan with anabolic steroids. I brought him into my home. I let him sleep in the house. I gave him food. And in return, he gave me steroids. He showed me how to use steroids. Both men say that for years, Hulk Hogan was a heavy steroid user. And it isn't just their word against his. Dr. George Zahorian was the ringside physician for the Pennsylvania Athletic Commission. 
Last June, he went on trial for illegally selling steroids to professional wrestlers. Hulk Hogan was called to testify, but was excused at the last minute. Dr. Zahorian testified he had treated Hulk Hogan for a serious steroid abuse problem with success. Hogan says he only used steroids three times for treatment of an injury and under a doctor's careful supervision. Their philosophy was if I take one pill, it's going to make me strong. If I take ten pills, it's going to make me ten times stronger. The wrestlers who testified at Dr. Zahorian's trial said that when they couldn't see Dr. Zahorian personally, he sent them steroids by Federal Express. Records show several Federal Express shipments from Dr. Zahorian to Terry Bollet, better known to his fans as Hulk Hogan. Everywhere you go, every store you go, and you got Hulk Hogan. I mean, these guys, these kids, you know, all you should do is come out and tell them the truth. Quit lying to them. Tell them the truth and be man enough to tell them the truth, you know, and say, hey, I did steroids, and, you know, I've done them for years and years. It takes synthetic steroids to make you and give you the muscle mass and density that you see on wrestlers today. It's just a common, logical fact of life. Hulk Hogan and the World Wrestling Federation denied our request for interviews. The WWF recently began random testing for drugs, including steroids. But Dave Schultz has little faith in the WWF's testing program. Only people that don't pass them is people that they want to get rid of. They're keeping all the tests confidential. I think it's a joke. It's just something else to cover it up. I mean, you know, it takes a fool to look at these guys and say they're not on steroids. That way. Billy Graham, World Wrestling Federation champion of 1977, is retired now. He suffers from devastating physical problems caused, he believes, by his years of steroid abuse. He wants people to see the price he paid for his moment in the wrestling spotlight. Billy, what is it that you want from all this? What is it that you want the Hulk to do? I want him to be honest. I want him to tell the American public because of the overwhelming evidence of testimonies like people like myself and the common knowledge of all wrestlers who know him for years. He's taken steroids from the late 70s through the whole decade of the 80s. You know, I want him to come clean. He owes it to his fans. You see, he owes it to the children of this country. And as you heard, superstar Billy Graham told us he wants to spread the word about the dangers of steroids. He's now making appearances in schools so kids can see for themselves how he has suffered because of his unhealthy pursuit of massive muscle. Both Hogan and the World Wrestling Federation were now able to move on. But it seemed they will be both be moving in different directions. With the steroid scandal now a thing of the past, Hulk Hogan was able to really refocus on his career inside the squared circle. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated organized and shared on mobile devices. It features the most up-to-date and relevant content in business, sports, 
politics, entertainment, and current events from the media industry's premier content providers. By focusing on the growing market for mobile content distribution, Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. All produced by JJ Allcap Sexy, shows include Wrestling News Live, The Pro Wrestling Rewind, Unplugged with JJ Sexy, and of course, the flagship of the SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown. The SNS Radio Network is streamed at Justin.tv, AudioWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com, Skype, and Google Voice. Basically, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media. Jerome Willen provides Squared Circle Media to all pro wrestling fans. Squared Circle Media was designed to contain exclusive audio and video content. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. Pro Wrestling Ringside Radio contains news stories with analysis and opinions. And it is designed to be interactive by encouraging other fans to submit their own views of the top pro wrestling news stories. Pro wrestling fans are encouraged to send in their thoughts from Live Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other independent wrestling events held around the globe. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. That's www.ringannouncing.com. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. The Jetpack. Hosts Sean Beckerman and Frank Zintel bring you The Jetpack, the brand new podcast dedicated to the New York Jets. The Jetpack airs every week during the New York Jets regular season. Each show will discuss last week's game, the game plan for next week, and much more. It includes audio and comments from Jets players and staff, courtesy of NewYorkJets.com. You can find all archive shows at jetpack.libsyn.com and on iTunes. The Jetpack has blasted off fans. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time. Old school wrestling fans that will wrap things up for another edition of the Hulkamania Chronicles. The Hulkster has now left the World Wrestling Federation and is now moving on to World Championship Wrestling. The next chapter in Hulkamania has begun. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the show that takes you back in time as we rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of retro wrestling. I'm your host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman. Once again, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter under at Sean Beckerman. Send us any questions, comments, or hate mail to btbpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out my website, www.ringannouncing.com. Hopefully, the Beyond the Bell Control Center will return with future programming coming up. But stay tuned for the weeks to come as we'll look at the history of the Royal Rumble since it's coming up. We'll also look back 
at the Hulkamania Chronicles entering the WCW stage, as well as WCW 101 returning, Chapter 4, 5, and 6, so expect those to come up as World Championship Wrestling burst into the Dusty Roads, Bill Watts, Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff eras. So stay tuned for that, wrestling fans, as well as some specialized shows dedicated to old school nostalgia. Epic Encounter series will return, as well as we look back at the greatest commentators, the greatest families in wrestling. So much material, so many topics to go over as we enter 2012. Again, thank you so much for giving so much support and all the recommendations and the the comments, the questions you asked regarding my history and the shows we're planning on doing in the future. Thank you so much for the support, wrestling fans. I truly appreciate it. That's why 2012 is going to be so special for all of us. And thank you again for nominating us for a wrestling, for a wrestling radio uh, show award. Hopefully we can pull out an upset. But thank you again for all your support uh, for the Beyond the Bell podcast. You truly make things so much worthwhile for me taking my time out just to share my thoughts and feelings and share nostalgia wrestling with you fans so we'll wrap things up with our old school theme of the week which will be the first ever theme for the immortal one Hulk Hogan in WCW since I have the tiger couldn't be used really since Real American was copyrighted by the World Wrestling Federation WCW had to create their own song in the same spirit as Real American, and that was American-made for the new version of Hulk Hogan arriving in World Championship Wrestling. So we'll finish off with that little ditty, so stay tuned, fans, and we'll see you next week as we'll rewind and relive all things nostalgia in sports entertainment. Buckle up, fans. Beyond the Bell continues in 2012.
you looking for a little escape? Want to see something? This is sick! You don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. 